What are we? Why are we here? How do we find peace in life? Is there a God? And why the hell is a psychologist talking about this stuff? <laughs> Needless to say, this is going to be a fun episode. Let's do it. Welcome to the Mental Muscle Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom for happiness, efficiency, and meaningful living. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. My name is Ryan Howard. I want you to envision this. Imagine that you're sitting in a cold, dark room with no windows. You can't see outside, but you know what time it is because there's a round clock pinned against the wall. Across from you, you notice a radio perched on a wooden coffee table. The radio is turned to your favorite station, and melodic sounds and acoustics are reverberating from its speakers, a magical phenomena we call music. But suddenly, the table falls over and the radio smashes into pieces. Nuts and bolts fly all across the room. The radio is destroyed. Now, here's my question for you. At the moment when the radio shattered, did the radio station that's providing the music get destroyed as well? The radio host, all the employees who were working on set, did they die along with your $20 radio? No, of course not. The radio show and the tower producing the music are unharmed. The broken radio was only the transmitter of the music. It wasn't creating it. So millions of other households continue listening to the radio show with no problem. So okay, you got that image in your head now, right? Then think about this. It was obvious to you that breaking the radio didn't destroy the radio station, but if you had been born in that room and spent your entire life there without ever leaving it, how would you have known that? How would you have known there was an entire radio show and radio towers separate from your little broken radio? You would have thought there was little musicians inside your radio and probably would have been horrified when it broke. The situation I just described is exactly what happens when we try to understand reality through the limited view of our minds. When you came into this world, you were born into your culture, into your specific family, with specific influences around you. You received specific messages from your friends, parents, and media sources until you started to accept their thoughts as your own. So now, you have effectively been programmed by your environment. Everything you think and say comes through the filter of that biased lens. Have you ever considered that maybe your view of reality is limited? Do you genuinely believe that if you were born in a different country, with different surroundings and a different religion, you would think the same way? No, you would be a completely different person. So when we talk about universal topics like science or success or spirituality, we have to stop looking at them through the tiny little lens that's been created by our experiences. What if we don't have it right? What if there's levels to this life thing that we haven't even considered yet? I'm not asking you to accept that, but I am asking you to acknowledge that it's a very real possibility. So do me a favor. Before you listen to this episode, I want you to leave all your previous ideas aside. Your beliefs, your fears, your ideas of who you are and what you are. Lay them all down temporarily. I want you to approach this conversation with an open mind. Now, this is meant to be nothing more than a safe place for free, unbiased thinking. I'm not claiming to have any answers. Just think with me. So alright, we good now? <laughs> 
then let's get this started. Science, success, and spirituality. The first question I'm sure everyone is asking is, what the hell is a psychologist doing talking about all this stuff? Well, interestingly, psychology is very connected to all three topics. It asks many of the same philosophical questions found in spirituality and science. Psychology looks at empirical data, which can be observed and measured like science. But it also looks at phenomenological data, which is just a big word to say it studies the conscious experiences of individuals. That is the focus of spirituality. And oh, success? Success relates to psychology because success is a mind game. Anyone who achieves success in an area of their life thinks in a way that creates their results. The link between science, spirituality, and success is your mind and how you master it. But enough of that nerdy stuff. I'm not trying to teach you anything right now. I want to inspire you to think in a new way. But it's very likely that you're still asking why you should give a damn about any of this. Well, have you ever looked at our world and felt like there's something very wrong here? People are killed on the daily. Millions are starving and there's so much suffering. Not to mention we're destroying our own planet and can't even sustain our own existence. Even when we look at quote unquote prosperous societies, we see just as much dysfunction. For every new marriage, there's a new divorce. Obesity is skyrocketing. Depression is more common than the common cold. And nobody seems to have this life thing completely right. But the funny thing is, everyone thinks they can tell you how to live and what to do with your life. <laughs> funny, right? If you want to be happy, do this. If you, want, if you don't want to go to hell, believe this. I'm not saying nobody knows what they're talking about, but like, let's be real. Most people have no clue. And even though we know how flawed we are, we do the exact same things, hoping for a different outcome. Insanity. But why do we do that? It's because we're lost and confused. If no one seems to have the real answers, who do we turn to? What should we believe in and what should we strive for? Is God real? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Is there life after death? How do I find true and lasting happiness? Not knowing the answers to all those questions can be really scary. If we start questioning too much, our thoughts can start to feel like a nightmare we're trapped in. So instead of getting anxiety from the uncertainty of those enormous questions, we'd rather just accept something so we can feel certain again. That's why people cling to their beliefs for dear life, because losing their beliefs would literally feel like death, like it would drive them insane. But I'm here to tell you not to worry. Don't fear. Everything is genuinely okay. I'm not suggesting that I have some earth-shattering answers to life, but I am saying that the information I present today should bring you peace and freedom in a way that lovingly invites you to seek the answers for yourself. When you start to get new clarity about life, it will change everything. Some of you may know this famous line, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. When your thinking changes, your behavior changes, then your life changes, and you become a beacon of, beacon of light that encourages others to change too. So I came today to open your mind about the very topics that will spark your transformation. There's no way that I could tackle a topic this massive in a single podcast though, but I don't plan to. I'm currently writing an entire ebook with the exact title of this episode. I'll be releasing it for free in a few months, 
So this podcast is just designed to pique your interest and to get you excited for the ebook when it's done. So I have two main goals with this episode. First, I'll tell you the link between science, success, and spirituality. Then, I'll break it down by discussing by excuse me, <laughs> by discussing the three big philosophical questions of life. Question 1, who and what are we? Question 2, do we really know everything we think we know? And question 3, could there be a god? Let's dive in. Thinking about science and spirituality as separate ideas isn't just misleading. It greatly limits your potential to create a successful and happy life. It's like having milk, eggs, flour, sugar, and an oven. But instead of baking a delicious cake, you shove the flour up your nose, drink the raw eggs, and sit in the hot oven until your ass is on fire. (laughs) So here it is. The link between these three topics is our mind. Science is the use of our mind to search for answers. Success is using our mind to get results we desire. And spirituality is accepting that our mind is limited and there will always be mystery in life. But the secret is, when we accept that mystery and uncertainty will always be here, we stop being fearful about the future and instead, life becomes an adventure. Bringing these subjects into alignment is the greatest realization you can have in life because it will free you to experience peace and fulfillment in ways you never thought possible. When we truly study science, it doesn't pull us away from spirituality, it brings us closer. And as we allow ourselves to be drawn in by that search for truth, it changes us. All the unnecessary parts of our identity fall away, and we're left with not only a new outlook on life, but a completely different understanding of who we are. Let me start painting the picture of what I'm talking about by attacking question number one. Who and what are you? Spirituality tells us that we are more than our physical bodies and more than the thoughts in our head, that our true essence exists beyond our physical form. Now let's see what science has to say about that. According to science, 97% of the cells in your body are replaced by brand new ones within one year. In other words, everything solid about you is temporary. In two years, you've got an entirely new body, a new brain, new spine, new muscle tissue. So you can't be your body if you're constantly getting a new one. Next, you're not your thoughts. According to Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, a Harvard-trained neuroanatomist, your thoughts are created by a group of cells the size of a peanut in the left hemisphere of your brain. You are not a peanut. And there's no way that you are a little group of cells in the body we've already already established isn't you. Next, psychology tells us that you are not your behaviors because behaviors can change as easily as they're created. They're nothing more than the programmed responses based upon your conditioning and circumstances. And finally, you are not your past. We create an identity based upon what we've experienced, where we've been, who our parents are, what we've accomplished, etc. All of that, we deem those to be our past. But Dr. David Vago says that this false identity that's based on our past is an illusion. In fact, we create this idea of me every single moment in a mental process called selfing. Using our memories and our senses, we string these tiny moments together to construct what we call me. 
the story or person that we label ourselves as. So I know that was a ton of info, but here's what I'm getting at. You're not what happens to you. You're not what you do or accomplish. You're not your thoughts, and you're not the body you occupy either. So then, what are you? Are you something that can't be seen? If you're not your body, then when your body dies, how are you so sure that you die too? Could death be a physical event that doesn't threaten you? It doesn't threaten who you really are? Maybe leaving this body is like a snake shedding old skin. Hmm, there's something to think about. Once we look at that possibility, it empowers us to make our experience of life more successful. When we realize that our thoughts aren't so important because they're not who we really are, it frees us up to judge them objectively. We can look at our thoughts and opinions and decide if they really represent us or if we should develop new ideas. But by separating our attachment from those old ideas, we become wiser and happier. You know, the Buddha actually taught this over 2000 years ago. In his words, the source of all suffering is attachment. Attachment to what you might ask? Attachment to our thoughts. When we confuse our identity with the thoughts in our head, we suffer. So when we detach from our thoughts, what the Buddha called non-attachment, we find greater peace and eliminate negative emotions. Now wait, I'm gonna make this even more interesting. That exact technique is used in clinical psychology today, except we call it disidentification. And it's a therapeutic technique used to free people from their limiting thought patterns. Do you hear what I'm saying? I just described a 2000 year old ancient wisdom that science just caught up to 100 years ago. What science claimed as new research was just recycled information. It was recycled knowledge that we already knew. Go figure. But hey, I'm still not asking you to believe anything. I'm simply pointing out that reality may be much different than how we perceive it. Who knows? This might even inspire us to start questioning our own beliefs and question what we think is true. Which leads me to question number two. Do you really know everything you think you know? Spirituality tells us that our mind is a tool to be used for our own higher self, but instead we become enslaved by it because we think it's always right. This is another huge reason we F up our lives. Everyone has an opinion because everyone thinks they're right. Do you ever find it ironic that people are so confident that their view is the right view? Isaac Litsky, a blind businessman who studies perspective, has some interesting things to say about how often we're wrong. Isaac says that through being blind, he's learned how misleading our mind and senses can be. He states how little we're able to detect through our senses, despite the fact that we think we know what's around us. According to science, what we call visible light is the tiny part of the electromagnetic spectrum we can see. The thing is, what we see is a very small percentage of everything that's out there. I mean, really small. Visible light is only one ten trillionth of the whole spectrum. We can't see a thing. <laughs> and yet we think we know our surroundings. Our eyes take in that tiny bit of data and our brain gives a rough estimate of the rest. So, is blue really blue? Am I actually seeing the sky right now? Or does it only look that way because our vision is so limited? 
It's crazy to think about. And I could go on and on about how jacked up our perception is. I could tell you all about how your brain lies to you, how it's designed to protect your beliefs and eliminate what challenges you, even if what's challenging you is true. But I won't bore you with any more nerdy stuff. The point I'm making is, our senses are limited and our minds are naturally biased. So how can we trust our perception? How can we be so sure of what we know and don't know? Being faced with our ignorance should drive us to be humble, to stop thinking we're so right all the time, and accept that the answers may still be out there. Here's some ancient scriptures for you. Lean not to your own understanding. Walk by faith and not by sight. The science is blatantly giving us clues to universal truths that have been hinted at by spirituality for thousands of years. So finally, the biggest of the three questions. Question number three, could there be a God? I'm definitely not trying to answer this for you, but I'm confident you've never looked at it this way. Does God exist? This question is actually doomed from the start because it's built on an assumption. In order to ask if a banana exists, everyone has to have a clear image of a banana in order to respond to the question. See what I'm saying? The question, does God exist, assumes what God is. Many people imagine God as some humanoid being that's probably male, <laughs> flying through the air and casting judgment on evildoers with a mighty finger. I'm not saying that's definitely not the case, but what if we removed that idea? What if we just removed that picture for now? We all can acknowledge that whether there is or isn't a God, that picture of him being a flying superhuman is limiting. There's obviously no evidence behind it, and I would even argue that the original teachings don't literally mean that God is humanoid. What if we chose to define God as an infinite force of creativity that is intelligent, limitless, and impossible to conceive mentally? Now we can get science on our side. Check this out. According to Dr. Deepak Chopra, if you asked a world-class physicist about the makeup of the universe, they would say that the universe is a limitless field of energy, information, and intelligence. So let me get this straight. A physicist would tell me that our universe is made by a limitless, intelligent expression of energy. Powerful? Intelligent? Everywhere at once? Does that not sound like the scripture-based description of an all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God? Hmm, is there a God? So my concluding message is this. I recorded this because it is my wish that you will start approaching your life from a freer and more open-minded perspective. I guarantee you, reality is not what you think it is, but it is also nothing to fear. What you truly are is beyond the physical events that you see in front of you. And searching for answers or considering new beliefs is not blasphemy. If there is an intellectual being that formed our existence, it would have created science. It would welcome the search for truth. Proverbs 4-7 Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. So as my closing message to you, the rendezvous point of science, success, and spirituality is the mastery of your mind. Open your mind so that you can find the true answers. Use what you learn to achieve success. Then finally, 
Accept that your mind will never know everything, so you leave yourself open to be amazed by spirituality. In the words of Abraham Heschel, to be spiritual is to be amazed. Love you guys. You just listened to the Mental Muscle Podcast. This was another step in reshaping your mind to live a better life. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you'd like, share, subscribe, and spread the word. For more information on any of my professional services, including customized diet plans and life coaching, email me at ryan at mymentalmuscle.com. That's ryan at mymentalmuscle.com. Or visit my website at www.mymentalmuscle.com. And hey, get ready for that ebook. I told you guys it's going to be out in a few months. The Rendezvous Point of Science, Success, and Spirituality. Coming at you soon. So love y'all. Until next time. Peace.